Hello. Shara Carruthers here and Maria Kirsten. And this is the first of our recordings with uh, this podcast. And we're really excited, but we thought that it would make sense for us to kick this thing off with just a little introduction of ourselves, just so you know who you're working with here, just so you know who you're playing with, I probably should say here, um, in a good way. And so that is what we really want to do today. I guess the question really is, who are we? Who are you? <laughs> who are we? Well, I'm, as I mentioned, Shara Carruthers. I'm a mother. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga therapist, Ayurvedic practitioner. I am somebody who is addicted to feeling, but in a good way, addicted to that experience of that kind of lightness that comes from interacting with people that... I don't know, they sort of, they, they remind me that I'm alive in some way. And I think that that is part of the reason why, why I'm here with you. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move on. But talk about, I want to know who you are. Mm. <laughs> who am I? I'm also a mother. And I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist and an occupational therapist, a yoga teacher trainer, I guess. And I'm also like a character in my community. Mm. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, a, a woman about town. Not yeah. really, but I think I've taught almost everybody in my little town yoga. Mm. And I participate there. So that's important to me for to be a person on the ground, not just in the air yeah. of yoga out there. Yeah, so that's me. And I, and I also have always been a teacher, I guess, even as a little kid. I was a bossy little kid. But part of it was I love the learning that comes when you prepare to teach, mm. and I love that it has to go through you. So you become, mm. you kind of embody and become better in order to teach it. I love that. I love that too, actually. Yeah. And I think part of the reason that we are here is that there are these qualities, these traits, these fires perhaps in mm. in both of us that we only discovered just a very short time ago, like not quite a year ago. We were brought together by mutual friends who who knew enough about both of us to know that we were going to be a formidable team. And we were going to love each other. Yeah. And so from the very first conversation we ever had, we well, kind of knew. She actually left lunch. Yeah, she like, did. She <laughs> we was... were like, bah, 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 okay, you can go now. Yeah, it was an Im- immediate spark. And it's, yeah. it's, I, haven't, I haven't made a friendship like that in a long time yeah. where you... It just couldn't go on enough. I mean, you hear it when you fall in love with people. Yeah, you know, sure. we just talked for hours. And I haven't really... We discipline ourselves to go, okay, it's time to go home. Yeah. But otherwise, I've never come to the end of my enthusiasm for that. Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful... I wouldn't say intellectual, but it's about ideas and it's about our passions. Yeah. And our minds are so similar but very different. And so we catalyze little ideas that are fun. We're constantly going, oh, my gosh. So that's fun. And we thought we might want to share that with other people. That's it. So Mm. we decided that we know enough um, individually and collectively about things and everything else we're curious enough about that it would be an interesting experiment to to share with you, to share with you these conversations between the two of us and between us and, and others and about the things that we love, about the things that we're 
excited about in the in our everyday, excited about in our future, and excited about in our past. Mm. And we're both really passionate about kind of the ideas around yoga, around Ayurveda, but mm. also we keep coming back to the question together, well, how do you apply it in your own life? Like, so what? How do, What does that look like? How could I teach yeah. that? How can I share it with people? Yep. Lay students as well as teaching students. Yep. And I think that's also that really practical, demystifying, strip it away, boil it down. Yeah. Um, is something that we're both interested in. And I think that would be useful. Yeah. I hope it would be useful. We both, you know, having been around in the kind of the health and wellness space mm-hmm. for so long, or even just, even not, even just having been on this earth for a mm-hmm. period of time, we've, we've, we've been exposed or overexposed to the, you know, the lists of things to do, the step one, step two. And I think our experiences with students and with ourselves and friends and um, and, you know, many people, we've begun to understand the power of our individuality and to, to really start to get the fact that there's, it's more about sparking something within somebody to discover it themselves than it is about giving you a list of how to live the, your best life or giving you a list of what to eat or not to eat or how to do something. Right. I'm doing that excited. Yeah, thing. exactly. Oh, it's yeah, really it. about, it's this experience yeah. of, you know, of showing me the light in you and you seeing it in, in me and, and using that as a jumping off point into, you know, asking the questions that are going to have you create those answers for yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So how did you get here without going on for ages? Yeah. What were the little stepping stones that brought you here to who you are and what you know? I definitely believe that yoga was a, a pivotal part of that experience. I was never a person. I didn't actually come to yoga until I was, I didn't really come to yoga until I was in my 30s and in a, living in New York City, a place where, you know, you live a stressful life and people say yoga. And so you try it and, and that's pretty good. And then I kind of dived a little bit deeper when I did some traveling and had some time to really allow it to sink in. And then I ended up in an experience where I was living in a place that and I was living in, a, in an experience of life, really, that felt far more constricting, I should say, like I didn't have as many choices, even though you always have choices. And so I think I was just looking for some way of feeling a sense of freedom. And I had a bit of time and it's and I wanted to learn more. And that so I decided to do a yoga teacher training. And that training, oh my goodness, if you've ever done a yoga teacher training, it, it just asks you questions that you've never been asked before. And it asks you to think about things or presents things that you might never have really thought about before. And so for me, that I think that was the freedom that I was seeking. And from the almost from the moment I finished that training, I was asking myself questions like, how is how do you use this as an individual? How do you? I think it's maybe because I've always just had this independence, and so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, how do how does this person use it in their life? How does that person? And that kind of that led to seeking out more. Ayurveda, yoga therapy, and through all of that and teaching it, I've just gone deeper down this rabbit hole of trying to understand how we take the lessons or take the messages that we get outside of us and apply them inside of us and inside our world. How about you? <laughs> oh, 
same. Yoga was a really catalyzing experience. So I found it when I was in my early 20s, but then didn't didn't become a yoga teacher till I was also in my 30s. So when I had two little kids, which I'm glad made a difference to the kind of yoga that I was doing. Mm. And um, and I, I did yoga lattes. And the whole principle of that was fitting the person, fitting the yoga to the person, not the person to the yoga. Yeah. So that it created a therapeutic orientation, I guess, and an individualizing orientation. Yeah. And that made me want to go, as soon as I started teaching, I thought, how do I do this? So it was like more anatomy and then kind of therapeutics came into it once you start to look at that. And as that progressed, I stopped being that interested in the asana for itself. Uh-huh. And I started thinking, what's functional movement and what... What do people need this for? Mm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I remember Donna Fari saying, asanas are a repertoire of shapes through which we explore consciousness. And I have just kept understanding that statement more and more as, as I've grown. And it was like, right. yes, you're using yoga to teach people about themselves. Mm. But you've got to teach them something and, and put them through too. You have to do that well and safely. Yeah. So that eventually uh, made me think, how do I become a yoga therapist or what do I do next and I decided to be an occupational therapist and that's that kind of made me a yoga therapist at the same time Mm -hmm. and that's lots of other study lots of doing workshops but always with that kind of anatomical therapeutic orientation and event then much more interested in mental health now and in prana and in so I suppose in the trajectory of going from young to old, I've gone through the cautious <laughs> kind of, well, not older. Okay, you know, I'm now, like, okay. wait, if you're I'm old, old, I'm old. <laughs> I'm just, I'm middle-aged, but yeah. I'm in, you know. Yeah. But as Moving but my children life. are nearly, nearly out of the house, kind yeah. of, so there's a difference. And, and and so I'm tuned into the subtle. Mm. So it was all, all, and it was it kind of takes you through the koshas yeah. yourself. So it's all asana, and then it's like, oh, you know, moving deeper. Yeah. And so now it's much more about prana and the mind and that kind of stuff. Mm. But yet teaching teaching asana is such a doorway and Mm. such an accessible thing and such an embodiment thing. So you you can't ever throw the baby out with the bathwater. So that's that's how it is: is managing all of those balls and still teaching a multi level class of grown-ups and older grown-ups in a small town Mm. near the beach Mm -hmm. and making them feel successful and like it landed. That's that's my kind of devotion is mm. to is to do it. So whether I'm talking to my teachers training students or my therapy people or my normal students, yeah, it's always trying to do that same thing. And so, what have you seen that has made you understand that doing something like this is important? Who are we ta- who are we talking to? Okay, who are we talking to through this podcast? Yeah, like, who, like who, you, right. there's that experience is. Yeah. You know? Well, I know with me, I, I've been so curious and I've had a couple of mentors, you know, I've had my original teacher training people and then um, a couple of mentors who have really taken my learning on mm-hmm. and also been willing to have me challenge them, but they fostered my curiosity and they and they cultivated it and it kind of guided me and offered me experiences. And, and as I've become more experienced, I've done the same with other people and it's, yeah. a, it's an amazing experience to... It's the long game, mm. you know, and I think it's it's like there's no rush. Yeah, there's no rush. We're gonna we're in this relationship, or we're in this teaching relationship, or we're in this town. We don't need to do it all today. Mm-hmm. And I love that growing and that conversation and that. It's ultimately, the premise of yoga is like trust in yourself and tr- and trusting that all will progress as it needs to do that. I think that's it's kind of what's driven me. And so when I 
when I hear people where I say I've had a mentor for 20 years or I've had another one I've been working with for 15 years and I've had students now for 10 years, people are like, I want a mentor. Yeah. And I mean, you know, sure, we can mentor online. You and I could both do that. Yeah. But it's it's um, it's fun to have a conversation and be able to tap into this stuff in a way where we don't have it in a traditional society. And I, yeah. I've gotten so much from podcasts and from mm. online stuff but I get frustrated when they're not talking to me and yeah. I'm just curious I want them I want them to make it basic and accessible yeah. and so what about you I think like all of what you said <laughs> but also yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think honestly what we ultimately are looking for in our lives and this is I see it on every plane in mm-hmm. every from the grocery store to the yoga studio to the clinic to the anything I think that we're all looking to connect. We're all looking to, in some ways, have our experience of living mirrored, you know, in the face of the experience, exactly, of someone else. And Mm. in our daily lives, that just, it's amazing how few venues there really are for us to have that happen in daily lives. And these days, even more so, I think. I think um, so, too. Because we're in our worlds, we're in our, you know, and we're in our little rooms at our computers and all we're seeing is some life that is nothing like us and some people that are nothing like us all day, every day. And that isn't affirming, that doesn't answer our questions, that doesn't call us to curiosity, that doesn't even call us to... It calls you to anxiety. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And to me, that that feels very much like the opposite and of what life is really about. And so, you know, I think that in the same way that we've had this immediate and beautiful spark and connection, I do believe that it's possible to, even just through our sharing of our connection and what, you know, what's interesting to us or the questions that we see coming out of our treatment rooms or whatever, or our yoga spaces, or even just our lives, you know, I think that we can create that connection outside of us. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're two middle-aged women who are, as we've said, who have children, we're wives, we're in many ways, talking to people that are similar. But I do believe that there's kind of these, there are these beautiful and universal truths that kind of run through everyone, everyone's experience. And so I think we have a little something to share with the greater world as well as the folks that are just like us. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it made me think um, also of people who are really holding it down alone. Mm-hmm. So we we talked about that a little bit yeah. when we were thinking about what we were going to talk about. And so often, there are people in communities where there aren't 27 yoga studios. Yeah. And they are literally in the community hall. They're the only yoga teacher in their town. Mm. And that, that's a particularly important resource to be able online to access a conversation or yeah. to get some juice yeah. and to feel like your experience is mirrored or to, in a way, be part of the conversation without yeah. necessarily speaking to it yeah. is extra important yeah. in a way that isn't anxiety inducing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And ultimately, if we're sort of, you know, scratching down to the, to the bottom of it, it's really about us being able to be happy and healthy people, well-adjusted and and kind of fully self-expressed. You know? Yeah, self-expressed. So that, that I think we went, my husband and I once went to a therapist and he said what he's really trying to do in his life is have the, the self he shows to the world and his real self be as close as possible. Yes. So to remove as much veneer as possible. Yeah. And I thought that was such a nice intention to really come into yourself and feel safe to yeah. be real and to be you and to be original and 
whatever it is that you want to express. But yep. it's it's that that zone of safety where you can try that stuff out. It's, that's fun. And I think that's what this is for us. And yep. and I hope that that is what we will be creating for you wherever you are in the world. Yes, we hope that you enjoy these conversations over the over the time because we're definitely going to enjoy having them. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. <laughs>